0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes
1: after five o'clock on a Monday morning. Right now, it's dry. I think we better enjoy today because I'll tell you what, this forecast gets soggy in a dilly of a hurry. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. My job helping you understand what Wisconsin agriculture is doing for you this morning. We'll talk weather with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, about 15 minutes from right now. But the forecast in front of me calling for partly sunny skies today, 70 degrees. Partly sunny tomorrow, 73. And then we get the rain. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Better than a 40% chance of rain in the forecast all five days. The only good news I see, temperatures are going to be a little bit warmer. You know, if you drive around Wisconsin, some of the crops look okay. Others are too early to tell. There is one crop out there, I'm afraid, could be coming our way we don't want, and that's tar spot. A lot of Wisconsin farmers learned about that for the very first time last year. Dr. Damon Smith, University Extension plant pathologist, says this year it's setting up to be another ideal opportunity for tar spot in the state. His story after 5.30. And there is one crop that's particularly healthy out there, our mosquito population. Did you know that the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine watches those insects and how they relate with our bodies and animal bodies. We're talking about it with Dr. Lyric Bartholomew after 530.
2: Each year, more than 9,400 children are injured in lawnmower accidents. Burns from a muffler, flying debris, cuts from a blade all contribute to emergency room visits. American Family Children's Hospital recommends this simple safety tip. 6-12-16 to save lives and limbs. When mowing, children under 6 stay inside. 12-year-olds are ready to use a push mower when supervised. Riding mowers may be used when children turn 16. A message from American Family Children's Hospital.
1: I've been talking about it for quite a little while. The University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine has been asking folks to get engaged with their expansion project. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I think they said something about 25 to 35 more students that are going to be accepted into that veterinary school starting this fall. And they're flat out out of space there, Bob, looking to expand Uh, That that building, although you don't notice it on the UW-Madison campus unless you need to get there, there's a lot of stuff happening there.
3: There really is. And, of course, I remember years ago the debate, do we need a veterinary school in Wisconsin? Well, then the first dean, Bernie Easterday, of course, and many others, yes, we need one badly, and it's proven it's worth over the years, no question about it. Bob Bosal here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, but a veterinarian... Is not a veterinarian, especially when it comes to compensation. There are fewer veterinarians in rural areas of the country now than in the past two or three decades. We talked recently, Dr. John DeYoung, he's president of the American Veterinary Medicine Association, about that issue, and he said it's not because of a lack of interest from students who do want to be veterinarians. In large part, I mean, in
4: the veterinary industry, we turn out more graduates every year. We have the AVMA has 93,000-plus members comprising about 75% of the veterinarians in the United States. I would say that we've seen a somewhat of a a cultural shift um, with more people moving to cities and veterinarians moving to cities to do more and more companion animal practice than food animal practice, for example. Um, And so that has been one big change uh, in the industry, I guess, that you've got more veterinarians going into companion animal, less into food animal and equine, for example. Another thing is that there's been, in the last 20, 30 years, a major gender shift, um, so that roughly 85% of the veterinary students and graduates nowadays are women, whereas 30 years ago, it was, uh, when I graduated 34 years ago, it was about 50-50, and it has changed over the years since then.
3: Has the shift from rural to more urban veterinary practices economic? It has to be a difference in economics, aren't there?
4: Uh, without question, economics is a, a large part of it. Um, student debt is also the major contributor to veterinary shortages in rural areas and why people are going to urban areas. Um, and the average student debt in 2018, my figure is that uh, was 186 thousand um, dollars. And even though s- starting salaries have crept up somewhat, um, the reality is that um, food animal veterinary salaries are often lower than those found in companion animal practice in urban areas, um, and so. There was research that AVMA did back in 2016 that found that companion animal practice owners make up to $70,000 more a year on average compared to food animal practice owners. So a lot of a lot of it is economics, um, and also um, I think also people nowadays, younger veterinarians, are looking more at work-life balance, and the reality is that when you're working in food animal or mixed animal practice in rural areas, it's it's hard work, and there's a lot more hours involved. Um, whereas veterinarians working in urban areas find themselves working 40 hours a week or less, um, and they're much more a uh, regular kind of schedule.
3: And I would assume, then, that that study back in 2016 has found that because of that work-life schedule, we've seen many areas in the rural areas that do not have enough vets.
4: True. Uh, That is a concern of ours, and that's why we are strongly urging people to support the Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Enhancement Act. There are regional shortages of both livestock and public health veterinarians in rural areas, and it poses a real significant threat to animal agriculture because um, timely veterinary care is, is so important and key to prevention, detection, treatment of animal diseases, and without adequate access to veterinary care, we risk isolated disease incidences becoming even more widespread. Um, and leading to outbreaks that could re- really threaten rural economies and even human health. I mean, if you look at what's going on in China right now, I just came from a meeting um, uh, with the U.S.-China DVM joint, um, the joint DVM program at Kansas State University the last two days, and the reality is African swine fever has had a, a decimating effect on the um, pork production and swine production um, in in China with uh, reported numbers Technically, you're 22%, but in speaking to other people, it's more like 40% of the swine population has been um, has died in China. So that has economic effects, that ripple with exports to other countries, etc.
3: And they've had to destroy, according to reports I've heard, if they're accurate, the Chinese have had to destroy more hogs because of African swine fever than we even have as a total herd in this country. Is that correct? I'm not sure if I
4: could tell you the exact number, but they've had to either cull slash destroy a lot of swine or the animals have died so it's been a a real real problem Mm -hmm. and um, so you know everything we can do to make sure that we're um, providing an opportunity for veterinarians to get to rural areas to stay in rural areas is important in 2019 the usda worked with state veterinarians and we identified they identified 190 regional shortages of both food animal and public health veterinarians in 44 states in the united states and that's why this uh legislation that we're that we're urging people to support is so important um i've actually got some data for you regarding wisconsin um and there are currently five designated shortage areas encompassing eight counties as identified by the wisconsin state veterinarian and um, they report that in eau claire jackson and triple o counties there are only 12 food animal veterinarians able to s- serve more than 130,000 cattle plus numerous animal markets Um, animal dealers and animal truckers. So um, it's an issue. And the state veterinarian is also reporting that local food animal veterinary practices are having trouble hiring new associates. And that also goes to the the cultural shift of veterinarians into the uh, more urban areas around the country.
3: And our guest is the president of the American Veterinary Medical Association, Dr. John DeYoung, and doctor, based on what you just said about some areas in Wisconsin, 3rd District Congressman Ron Kind, one of those that uh, just a short time ago introduced the Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Program Enhancement Act. What is that, and what would it do to hopefully alleviate some of these shortages?
4: Uh, Great question. First of all, we want to say thank you. The AVMA would like to thank Representative Ron Kind for for introducing um, this act. It um, it does have co-sponsors in the Senate. The Senate version is called S1163 introduced by Senators Mike Crapo and Debbie Stabenow so that we have bipartisan support in the House. It's called HR 2746 and what it does it would expand and maximize the program that we currently have which is the Veterinary Medicine Loan Retainment Program. Um, This is a program that's been around for several years. It helps address the issue by offering loan repayments to veterinarians who commit to serving in USDA designated veterinary shortage areas and the payments can provide veterinarians with financial assistance necessary to committing to a, a light longer uh, career in the area in rural food and animal or public health. Um, it's been around for years as I said it's been very successful in filling hundreds of shortages in 45 states um, uh, 80% of the program participants that completed their service in 2016 say they want to remain in the areas that they serve, but even though they're getting student loan repayment, um, what this enhancement act does, it would end the income withholding tax, which is applied to the program awards. There are other healthcare professions that have similar kind of um, opportunities for people to go to rural areas, but they don't have a 37 percent withholding tax applied before they see a dollar. And so um, we're trying to uh, pr- put forward this Enhancement Act um, so that we can get more veterinary care to more rural areas um, and not expand the budgetary footprint.
3: So would this be a, a one-time tax break? Is there a stipend involved here? How long-term a term program are we talking here? Just one time or ongoing?
4: Uh, we, we'd like to see it be ongoing. Again, you know, veterinarians are an important part of the One Health um concept of making sure that you know we're all in this world together animals and people alike and getting veterinarians to in rural areas is important and the fact that they have so much money withheld before they see a dollar compared to other people and other healthcare professionals that are doing similar kind of programs um it seems like we're always the uh, uh the the poor one at the end of the line compared to the other healthcare professionals we're just trying to get on a level playing field um and by doing that hopefully uh, enhance more more uh recent graduates the veterinarians that have student loans to uh, take advantage of this wonderful opportunity to find a career, uh, provide an important resource to the local communities, and, and take care of the animals that are so much in need.
3: And we have the people that introduce this bill in the House and Senate are from both sides of the aisle. What do you hear from the masses in Congress, in the Senate, and the House? Every state has animal agriculture. Are you finding support for this or not? we we
4: have we have um i think good bipartisan support broad support uh, as I said, there's been at least forty five states where we've been able to send veterinarians over the years to uh provide needed services in food and animal practice and public health um but heck i mean I don't know how to answer that question considering the fact that there's so much going on in washington d c and I think it's fair to say that congress and and uh parties are spending more time fighting about uh, political issues and, and power rather than addressing the concerns and needs of the American people at times. So let's hope that they can uh, put their uh, <laughs> their weapons down for a while and do things that are important for this country. And there are so many issues, including this.
3: This is a very important issue. Doctor, thank you for the update.
4: Thank you very much, and have a great day. And again, thanks to Representative Ron Kind for introducing this legislation in the House, and we hope it will go forward and pass.
3: The president of the American Veterinary Medical Association, Dr. John DeYoung. I'm Bob Bosold at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
5: We've always had villains to face.
6: Bad guys to take down. But you.
5: You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you.
7: We're here because
8: we've had enough of you.
5: We all have the power to do something.
8: To change something.
9: To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together...
6: You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes.
9: We are resilient.
6: We are powerful.
9: And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org
5: MasterCard.
10: Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes, Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision.
9: With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience.
10: Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple.
4: Dancer, that's
9: the answer.
8: She's like your older sister but louder. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: 5.20 now on a Monday morning and it looks like today is going to be one of the dry days out of the week. After 5.30 you'll hear how the markets are up substantially overnight with more wet weather coming our way. It's the 17th day of June. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype, but I'll tell you what, I saw a lot of people celebrating Father's Day yesterday with a sweater, sweatshirt or jacket on because it does not feel like we're about ready to jump into summer
0: no not at all and we had an outdoor summer wedding Saturday night
1: Ooh, That in might our jackets yeah <laughs> I was gonna say so much for all the fancy dress because it was it was a cool weekend like I said uh, might have been pretty at least for moments but I'm getting rainfall reports this morning from all over the place we got more measurable rain over the weekend and Stu it doesn't look like we're gonna get much of a chance to dry out
0: not a real big dryout this week. No, not that we have a big gully washing rain coming our way either, but some occasional sprinkles, brief periods of light rain, enough to keep it damp. Low pressure in the front have built into Minnesota this morning, that low way up north in Minnesota, and that's where the rain is. Way on the northern side of Minnesota into southern Canada. Not a big threat for any of us today, although we have some cloudy skies around. I'd say central Wisconsin, all across Boston, even over to Oshkosh and Fond du Lacs stand a better chance to clear than Madison does. Some sunshine will break out, but not for long. In fact, the clouds redevelop, and that low begins to edge in from the west with a bit of a rain chance late tonight, early Tuesday. Again, late Tuesday night into Wednesday, a slight rain chance around. Not going to amount to much, but enough to keep it damp and keep those temperatures just cooler than normal. Let's check the forecast. We'll do that in a minute.
8: There goes Pam Yankee across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Wisconsin's Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. And buy your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam at
1: fabulousfarmbabe.net,
8: Facebook, and Twitter.
1: All righty, Stu, give us a few more details on what to prepare for this week.
0: All right, well, cloudy south today, mostly cloudy, if you will. Clouds elsewhere, but they start to thin today in central and northern Wisconsin. It should brighten up a bit. But low 70s, about all we can really hope for. The northeast winds about five. And there is some mostly cloudy sky going to hold on overnight. A slight rain chance. Lacrosse, Crosse, Boston, elsewhere, late, late tonight in the mid and upper 50s. Southeast winds about five. And then mostly cloudy Tuesday, a slight chance of showers. That's a possibility for all of us. The morning in the west, midday, afternoon further east. Only in the mid-70s tomorrow. Southwest winds at five. That slight rain chance lingering around Tuesday night into Wednesday, and Wednesday's temps, upper 60s, low 70s, Pam, east winds at 5, just not going to warm up, but all in all, you know, rain amounts, we're going to hear a tenth of an inch here and there on and off through the week.
1: Well, like I said, uh, markets are up substantially overnight, and you said a lot of that is because the chance of rain in Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa, bigger for them than us, huh?
0: much greater. They're trapped under the westerlies, to use a term, Mm -hmm. that's going to keep us in this active pattern, but them in the real wet.
1: All right. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you then. That is Stumak, our ag meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. And around the region this morning, thank you very much for your rainfall reports. Sounds like you better get ready to give me some more later this week. Lacrosse, you're cloudy and 57. Austin, cloudy and 54. Fond du Lac, cloudy, 55 at the airport. Oshkosh, 55. Madison, cloudy and 55 degrees.
0: This is the Farm Report
6: with Pam Yonke. silver and gold shining forever diamonds and other exotic gemstones some mined right here in the United States great prices a helpful staff where can you find all of this I'm telling you Goodman's Jewelers they've been in business for 85 years because they know how to treat their customers right they've been a part of a lot of love stories in those 85 years from engagement rings to wedding bands to necklaces brooches they even have officially licensed NCAA Bucky Badger UW jewelry. And if you've got a graduate who's maybe heading to UW, you may want to stop by Goodman's Jewelers to pick up that perfect gift. And they've got a gift for every occasion and someone to guide you along the way. Back in the day when I used to hear jewelry store, I thought there's nothing in there that I can afford. Stop in and talk to John and his staff and find out just how wrong we are. They've got some beautiful pieces at all price points. Their website, goodmansjewelers.com. Their location, 220 State Street, same spot for those 85 years.
5: Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you will develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com.
11: Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard, aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
8: I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, A referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming
10: a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 Years of Hindsight for 80 Minutes of Your Time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision.
9: With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience.
10: Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple.
9: Dancer, that's the answer.
10: When you give a little, you help a lot.
8: Volunteering a couple hours at St. Vincent de Paul's Food Pantry can go a long way in strengthening our community. It's a perfect opportunity to get out of the house, make new friends, and help your neighbors in need. You choose the flexible shift to stock the shelves or host shoppers. Shifts are only two hours long. When you give a little, you help a lot at St. Vincent de Paul. To learn more about becoming a St. Vinny's volunteer, visit
6: svdpmadison.org. Outdoor traditions like hunting, fishing, trapping, and wildlife watching are an important part of Wisconsin. Access to public land
8: makes it easier for us to enjoy these activities.
6: Own more than 40 acres and want to keep these traditions alive? Then earn money through the DNR's Voluntary Public Access Program. Learn more. Search Share the Land at dnr.wi.gov. Funding provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, NRCS.
3: Share the land
7: and keep traditions alive!
2: The Bucs that just ended. The Brewers are still still going, and you know a lot of questions on the Packers right now. You know, out of the three, feel like the Brewers right now are in a position to to be best to come back to what they were last year.
12: Absolutely, I still think they have a stacked lineup. Mike Mustakas has been just hitting the cover it's off the beast. ball. Christian Yelich said a few days ago that he's actually hitting better than Yelich's, and of course we all know how good Yelich is. I mean, he's looking to repeat that MVP season. It would be nice to see Travis Shaw be able to step up a little bit, Jesus Aguilar. Eric Thames has filled in nicely, kind of the reverse of what we saw last year where Thames started at the beginning of the year and then Jesus took over. And now it's kind of like the flip side this season is where Jesus was going to be the starting first baseman. Now it's kind of Thames. Braun stepping up. He's batting, what, 275. He's on pace to hit about 28 home runs. incredible? Oh, he is awesome. Before
7: we talk about Braun and whatnot, I have to ask you, man, so Jesus Aguilar, if he he can't get set down because he'll get DFA'd. Yeah. Um, and someone
12: will pick him up too. So
7: and Travis Shaw, he still he still could be optioned down, right? Yeah, he
12: still has. And options. you
7: and you said during a, a break, cause like I understand what we're doing with Travis Shaw. Travis Shaw went 0 for six two days ago. While Keston Hira last night hit a home run and then a grand slam. Yeah, what are they doing? What do you think they're oh, doing hey, with Travis hey, hey, Shaw, Ebo? Hey,
2: because he's new to this, and you're under no pressure, Cody. <laughs> but let me just cue the music because Ebo and I have several oh, conspiracy this, this was theories. Mine. Well, Evo says that, the, well, no, it was a collaborative of the trainer. No, yeah,
7: we all get it together, and I pushed it one further, that at first it was conspiracy theory that it was, uh, what was it? How did it start? I know how it ends, but how did it start? I don't know. Again, I think you, Nelson oh, that, had a theory. It all... was like Joe and Nelson had one that Jesus Aguilar uh, was poisoning the well to make sure Kesson Hira stayed down because he didn't want to be DFA'd. And then I said, well, let's think about it. It was all a collaborative effort. I don't want to take credit for it. It was all of us. And then it was Jesus Aguilar's translator didn't want to be out of a job because Aguilar would be DFA'd and no one would probably pick him up. So the translator would be out of a job. So the translator was the one keeping Keston Hira down. Oh, no, that's interesting.
2: So do you have, again, you're under, (laughs) because we're kind of putting you on the spot. But there's got to be a reason why Keston Hira, Cody, is not on the Brewers. And it can only be, it can't be something as innocuous as, well you know, we wanna keep his player rights or, you know, we wanna, you know, let him marinate in the minor leagues. There's gotta be something more juicy. So give me your bet you're at that park every day. Let's see. Give me a good Cody Grant conspiracy theory as to why Keston Hira isn't on the Brewers' roster?
12: I mean, I would say service time. I know that's not what you guys are looking for because David Stern said that wasn't the case. He said that had nothing to do with it uh, because, you know, how the contracts work in baseball. If a rookie plays this amount of many games, you lose a year of control with the guy. So I wonder if that's it. But I don't know. Like, maybe Travis Shaw has a picture of David Stern somewhere laying around that he <laughs> doesn't want Shaw to tweet out someday. That's kind of something these are that, the kind that of things could we're happen, for, you know? Uh, maybe he's got a picture where Stern's out with council one night at a party and, you know, having a few too many. And
7: So, Cody, like, you can, go, you can get wild with the Conspiracy Theory Friday. <laughs> like, that, it's not frowned upon to get wild with it. We said on these airwaves that Paul Pierce pooped his pants in the 2008 did, finals. Though. And then everyone's like, you guys, laughed you guys are crazy. And then what did Paul Pierce say in the national broadcast? You guys were correct. Thank you. Yeah. He totally so you, can get, you can get wild with it, man. Yeah, yeah. let's see.
12: I mean, like, what else could it be?
2: It doesn't, I mean, in all seriousness, it's, I mean, at some point, the Brewers, it's a bad PR look, right? I mean, if Hira continues to dominate like he is, and Shaw continues to have over six nights, like, I mean, I don't care if it is a, a, you know, that he's a veteran guy, and he's earned it, and everyone in the locker room loves Travis Shaw, and the locker room would be pissed if they sent him down again, like, at some point, it's about winning, and like... Kessie Hira's got to give the Brewers a better chance to win right now than Travis Shaw, well, doesn't Well, it's he?
12: not even just Travis Shaw. It's Jesus Aguilar playing so bad, right. too. You can always make the case to move Shaw at f- to first, right. and you can have Hira still play second. I mean, when you're a team like the Brewers right now who are contenders, I mean, you would classify them as contenders, right? Sure. They're one win away from the World Series last year. And you have a guy like Hira who came up and batted two eighty one, hit five home runs, and just looked like he knew exactly what he was doing in the majors, didn't miss a beat from jumping up from AAA, how do you not keep that bat in your lineup? So I, I have always kind of looked at David Stearns and trusted him because he has made good moves, and he will admit when he's wrong, like the Jonathan Scope trade last season. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, what are you doing, man? You have this guy that is just hitting bombs in A and hitting for a high average, getting on base. Put him in the lineup every day. See, and I don't don't really, worry about feelings. I don't even
8: I, really buy that it would quote-unquote hurt Travis Shaw's feelings or that he's earned it. They sent Orlando Arceo down last year. He was a guy that's been up for over two years. Travis Shaw's been with the team for two years. They both weren't hitting. Really, what's the difference? Do you remember what Arceo's Arceo was even batting? younger.
12: Another mm-hmm. guy, too. They sent Corey Canable, who was an all-star in 2017, down last year, and that helped him as well. So.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Already
1: 5.35 now on a Monday morning. Did you know on this date back in 1972, there were five arrested. They were White House operatives. It began Watergate on this date back in 1972. On this date back in 1944, Iceland became a republic. And on this date back in 1885, the Statue of Liberty arrived in New York. How about that? I'm PM Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. Stand by. We are talking about the interaction between ticks, mosquitoes, insects like that, and your physical well-being. It all starts at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, believe it or not. And we're going to visit with one of the researchers that brings all those pieces of information together before we hit 6 o'clock. You know, we're going to get the latest planting progress report out this afternoon. Driving across the state, you know, there's some corn in the ground that looks halfway decent. There's other fields that have just barely been planted. And with this cool, wet weather hanging around Wisconsin, well, let's just say we're setting ourselves up for more challenges. Dr. Damon Smith, University Extension plant pathologist, says some farmers were surprised last year with tar spot on their corn. And he said, if this weather continues, we could see another bout of it this year.
11: Yeah, it's it's on our radar. Uh, we we we've got a lot of residue out there from from last season. Uh, we we actually are just finishing up some work right now in the lab, uh, looking at uh, overwintering uh, actually of, uh, of inoculum. So, if you look back in the literature uh, out of South America, they say that uh, the inoculum you know can overwinter about twenty percent uh, or or so. And so we we collected some samples this year this spring after the snow came off just to see how much inoculum we would have. Available out there in in the landscape, and we're getting numbers in that fifteen to twenty percent range. So, so what that tells us, if you think about the plant disease triangle, you got to have the pathogen there, you got to have the corn plant there, and then you got to have the weather all line up. Well, we got the pathogen; we're certainly going to have some corn. So, it's really going to come down to the weather as we get into the season.
1: Dr. Damon Smith, University Extension Plant Pathologist, he says when it comes to tar spot, this particular pathogen likes it uh, cool, likes it wet. So at least for a good chunk of June, that's the way things have been stacking up. Now, because we've seen such a delayed planting effect as far as when that corn goes in the ground, Dr. Smith says that could work out to our advantage or disadvantage. He said you really need to start to monitor that crop when it gets to the V6 stage or six leaves that have emerged. He said that's when the first critical application of fungicide may be necessary. Boy, oh boy. Things in this world can change so fast, can't they? Sometimes it's nice when things don't change. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street. Hey, now don't get me wrong. Plenty has changed at McFarland's. I mean, just step into that beautiful facility all under one roof. A great shopping environment. What I'm talking about are the elements that are important to me that don't change at McFarland's. The staff dedication, the quality service, and the quality product. Don't forget, for my farm folks, they're busy right now. They're under a lot of stress trying to get things done in the field and on the farm. Remember, if you're looking for newer used equipment, parts and service, start at McFarland's. They're your Agco, Fent, H&S, Kubota, Massey Ferguson dealers, and they'll help you get through these trying times. That's the kind of service, staff, and quality I'm glad hasn't changed in the 100 years McFarland's has been doing business. McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12. woo Markets are on a tear in overnight activity, and it's all because of the weather. More wet weather in the forecast. In Wisconsin, for example, we're looking at rain Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're not alone. So right now, in overnight electronic trade, we've currently got December corn trading up. Eight and a half cents at 4.72. November soybeans they're up 15 and a half at 9.39. July wheat up eight and a quarter at 5.46 and three quarters. Dairy markets on Friday. Barrel cheese did gain a quarter of a cent to $1.60 and a half. 40 Forty-pound block cheese that was down a penny and three quarters at one seventy eight and a quarter. Double A butter that dropped two and three quarter cents on Friday to settle at $2.36 and a half per pound for the week. Now fluid milk. Currently July is up four cents, sixteen eighty nine a hundred weight. August milk unchanged at seventeen seventeen a hundred weight dairy farmers today is the beginning of sign up for the dairy margin coverage program under the 2018 farm bill i know a lot of our farm service agency offices were still waiting for final instructions on that program but still you might want to pick up the phone and get your appointment made also go online dairymarkets.org can help you make decisions on levels of coverage for your dairy but the sign up begins today it's 5 40 this is the
0: farm report with pam yonke
6: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Defend your vehicle from harmful elements and restore shine with Armor All Original Protectant. For a limited time, O'Reilly Auto Parts has a great deal on a 16-ounce bottle of Armor All Protectant for $4.99. Renew,
0: revitalize, and protect your vehicle with Armor All Protectant. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day.
12: Oh,
6: oh, oh, O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's the Rethink Kitchen and Bath event now at the Home Depot. Time to take your kitchen or bath from shab to chic in very little time and even less money. Start with 40% off semi-custom cabinets with soft closed doors from Home Decorators Collection. With free design services, you'll get them just right. And with shipping in 2 to 10 days, you'll get them right away. Rethink your options during the Rethink Kitchen and Bath event going on now. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Now through September 3rd.
10: TDS is about to revolutionize the way you work and play big time. Our new state-of-the-art fiber optic network will bring area homes and businesses blazing fast internet, robust TV options, and crystal clear phone service. You'll enjoy cutting-edge technology today. And be ready for the bandwidth-busting technologies of tomorrow. It's TDS fiber. It's big time. Learn more at TDSFiber.com. TDS fiber services not available in all areas. Subject to availability, terms, and conditions apply.
9: Your John Deere and your Sloan deal is here now during deer season. Run with a John Deere 3025E compact utility tractor from Sloan's. Get 0% for 60 months, plus $1,500 off with the purchase of two or more implements. Offer ends 731 19 Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Choose John Deere and then choose your plus-size Sloan deal today. Visit Sloan's.com or stop in today. Powered up with
6: Chicken, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You
1: know, that's an appropriate opening as we talk again about the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine. Chicken, sheep, cows, they're all covered. And you might be surprised how many more of uh, God's creatures are covered down at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. As we kind of roll our way through the budgeting process down at the State House, I want to remind you, your vocal or written support of uh, the expansion at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine would go a long way towards some of those decisions at the State House. You can find out more about how you can get involved and what the UW School of Veterinary Medicine offers you through services, maybe support industries that you have never thought of before, like our canine officers out there. Find more at animalsneedheroes 2 tocom Here's another one that you might not put together with UW School of Veterinary Medicine. How about studying mosquitoes, ticks, and other insects and how it relates to you? Uh Uh-huh, that's what our guest does today. Her name is Dr. Lyric Bartholomew and she has actually uh, got dual appointments in the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and she also works with the School of Medicine for People. Why? Because she along with uh, Susan Paskowitz, Chair of Entomology, direct the Midwest Center of Excellence for Vector-Borne Disease. They started it in 2017, and now it's looking to expand with the expansion of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine facilities. What is she doing? How do mosquitoes and ticks play in to not only animal health, but our health? Dr. Lyric Bartholomew. Explains The school has this amazing legacy, actually, of working
13: with um, a really interdisciplinary perspective on animal health. And animal health includes the health of our livestock and our cats and our dogs, right? But also wildlife and and even this connection to human health. And they're all very much intertwined. So if we think about um, mosquitoes and ticks, there are things that you guys everybody knows about immediately, right? So ticks are a real problem on cows, right? And mosquitoes are a real problem in terms of transmitting dog heartworm. Mm -hmm. And so those... Connections are, are things that, fortunately, the leadership at the vet school here have really recognized as things they want to make sure and have expertise in. Um, one of the things that happened long ago in the 1970s was that there, were, there was an outbreak of, of a disease in small children mm. over in western Wisconsin. So there was this outbreak of, of a virus called lacrosse virus. Mm. And lacrosse virus causes terrible disease in young children. And some of the faculty at the UW vet school were some of the first people that were involved in unraveling how this was happening and what was happening. So they're connected to the medical school and to the Department of Entomology. Mm -hmm. And what we sorted out was that this virus actually circulates or is transmitted between things like chipmunks Mm. and mosquitoes Mm -hmm. and then when people come in to that transmission cycle Mm -hmm. the mosquitoes will transmit the virus to people and if Mm -hmm. the person is a small child it can be really devastating but that becomes the perfect example to understand how wildlife health and human health collide and we need to have that expertise in a veterinary school to be able to
1: do that kind of research to protect health. Mm-hmm. Lyric, tell me a little bit about how you uh, saddle that research then. How do you try to figure out what vectors to look at? Because as I understand it, in the EXEC world, it changes very frequently.
13: Yeah, thanks. Um, for that, I think this is really exciting, and I love opportunity to talk about the fact that in Wisconsin, for example, there's something like 60 different kinds of mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And if you want to unravel mm-hmm. what mosquito is involved, you really have to know a lot about when and where they are and you know, kind of what environmental places mm-hmm. and spaces and factors all collide and coalesce to, to make the yeah. perfect... It's perfect storm, Yeah. right? And so right now, for example, we're looking at a virus called Jamestown Canyon virus mm-hmm. that causes some encephalitis in people and can mm-hmm. make people really sick. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of it in Wisconsin in the last couple of years, particularly up north. And so we're trying to understand what what mosquitoes are involved, mm-hmm. how does all of this happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do we, how do we respond? Mm-hmm. So we've been working with Indian Health Services and mm-hmm. um, some of the county public mm-hmm. health agencies up north in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Forestry Service and other people, and we've been trekking around, and you'd be amazed, Pam, at where <laughs> where you find mosquitoes. So, in mid-April, yeah. up by Hayward, oh. we found <laughs> mosquito larvae mm. in melting snow. I mean, frigid. You would, I wouldn't be able to survive in that water. It's amazing that a mosquito would survive in that water. So these are the the kinds of fun things we do. We track
1: these things down. Well, and like you said, sometimes I think, Lyric, people forget the very close connection human health has with animal health, and hence why the School of Veterinary Medicine keeps a priority on this insect revelation, correlation, and monitoring of wildlife. How do you do your in-field research, Lyric? How do do you go out and, like you said, obviously get samples on the insects, but how do we take that? One step forward to make sure little kids aren't getting sick with that lacrosse virus again.
13: Oh yeah, and so I think um, you know one really important way is that we have really great channels of communication. Mm-hmm. So we try and do the work and share it, share it out through all the channels we can, through your, um, through your program, through. I talked to Wisconsin Public Radio this Mm -hmm. morning through websites. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a a center of excellence now here Mm -hmm. that's based in the vet school and in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. So we were really fortunate. The the Centers for Disease Control gave us a a really large award Mm -hmm. to have a center of excellence right here at UW-Madison. And what the CDC was recognizing was that we have these really, really great long-term measures of excellence at UW-Madison in all these areas Mm -hmm. surrounding mosquitoes and ticks. So we had the expertise here that was really unique. Mm -hmm. And so we got this great academic institution to work in. But then we also have really strong connections to our colleagues in public health. And so as we're doing our work, we're constantly talking to our colleagues Mm -hmm. downtown and in local public health agencies about what we're finding Mm -hmm. so that we can make sure our message gets radiated out to either, you know, put a post in Mm -hmm. the newspaper or on social media to say danger, right? Mm -hmm. Or we can even help to provide some recommendations about how they may want to go about mosquito control, for example.
1: You know, and people, again, always think, when I talk about School of Veterinary Medicine, I think they automatically fast forward to dogs, horses, cows, that type of thing. So it's important that we make that human connection to what this research in the School of Veterinary Medicine does for the human element in Wisconsin. And taking that one step forward, that center of excellence, to your credit, has now been able to get real-time information on your smartphone. Tell me about this tick app.
13: Yeah, I'm really excited about the tick app. So uh, last summer, around this time, we launched our tick app for the, the first time. We put the tick app out as a sort of request from people to explain to us what they're doing on a daily basis, mm-hmm. where they are out in the environment, when they're recreating, what kinds of recreating they're doing, whether they have pets. And we're trying to understand what is it that puts people at risk for coming into contact with a tick? So we can we can use GPS locations and track people but we can also just get information from them on a regular basis like a log we ask people to fill out a diary mm-hmm. to let us know what were you doing today mm-hmm. when would use, you might yeah. yeah when do you think you came into contact with a tick if mm-hmm. you did and now we even offer a service where we say take a picture of that send it to us and we'll tell you what kind of tick you have mm-hmm. all this is helping us understand things like the importance of owning a pet and whether that a pet ownership Exposed. is associated with exposure. Or, if con- in contrast, if you're doing a really good job of controlling ticks on your cats and dogs, does, does that help can. you, right? So, um, so understanding both where's the risk and where are the, where's the possibilities well. for control.
1: Now I'm visiting with Lyric in a building that's uh, away from the actual School of Veterinary Medicine, the actual building itself. Lyric, they are working very diligently to try to help people call their legislators, email, write a letter, and explain the need for more space when it comes to this kind of research. I'm sure that you you and I had to wait and make sure there was a room available to have this conversation. Space is tight for the kind of research that you and your colleagues want to advance.
13: It is, but I have to say, to the great credit of the leadership at the School of Veterinary Medicine, the vision for our new space. So we're intending to build a new building if we if we if all the stars align, and um, the new space has quite a bit of space set aside for infectious disease research mm-hmm. because we all recognize that there are these interconnections between human and animal health, and um, you know we call that one health. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the interconnect. Of our, of our health, with animal health, actually even with plant health. Mm. Um, and, and so our intent is to devote quite a lot of space for infectious
1: disease. Dr. Lyric Bartholomew, she is one of the directors of the Midwest Center of Excellence for Vector-Borne Diseases right there on the UW-Madison campus, looking at what's going on with our mosquitoes, our ticks, our flea bites, Lyme disease, West Nile virus, dengue fever, and also in the future, hoping to expand their knowledge base on things like Zika virus, Ebola. And it all starts with that UW School of Veterinary Medicine and its expansion. Want to find out more? Jump online. Animals need heroes too. T-O-O dot com, and find out how you can get involved in supporting efforts for that expansion. Maybe it's a letter. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's an email. Maybe it's a face-to-face visit with some of our elected officials to tell them why this School of Veterinary Medicine is so important to Wisconsin. Get involved today, all right? The budget process ongoing down at the state house. Tomorrow we'll catch up with our man Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com.